You're listening to Talk to the Experts. I'm Wayne Nelson. My guest today is Sherry McMillan, on the phone with me from London, England. And we've been discussing the importance of good estate planning, that ability to protect your assets, minimize tax, and maximize your wealth. These strategies and other topics will be presented in virtual seminars coming up Wednesday, February 10th and Wednesday, February 24th, both days at 6.30 p.m. To register, contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or online at the website at macmillanestate.com. Sherry, before the break, we focused mostly on one pretty useful estate planning tool, that's investments via trust. And I just wanted to briefly recap the benefits of the investment trust. We have the bank law, the insurance law, the investment law. Let's quickly recap before we move on to some of the other ideas and recommendations you can share with us. Sure. So when we're an investor in Canada, we have two doors that we can walk through to select our investment design. And most of us, I would suggest, um, do select the bank system. And the reason is familiarity, and it's what we've grown up upon. However, if you're affluent, most families that have created affluence, and we consider affluence, Wayne, to be anybody that starts to create in a state of a million or more, is you can demand a different system, a different door, and we suggest our families walk through the trust and insurance door instead. And the reason for that is it gives us a handful of primary benefits that the bank cannot afford us. The first one is trusts provide us some tax advantages that are not possible to be created within the banking system. And so most of us, when we're shifting into our retirement phase of life, our aim is to clear the most value we possibly can from the wealth we've built. So I always call it, how much do you actually clear to put in your genes? Because it doesn't matter how much your rate of return is if you don't get to keep it. And so trust planning does afford us, investment planning through this mechanism, some real tax advantages that we recommend to our families to glean the most wealth they can from the wealth they've built. The second thing is we're all looking to have a preservation of our capital and making sure we have, you know, that nest egg safely built and protected. And so one of the uh, paradigms that is different inside the trust law system is that our asset base or our pool or nest egg is principal guaranteed. And that becomes very valuable to us if we're in the marketplace whatsoever. Then if we're brave enough to be in the marketplace, which we normally are if we have a principal guarantee to start with, is when you do make profit, we encourage our families to do what is called a freeze or a reset of the profit they've made to encapsulate that as part of their principal guarantee. And so then that way we're sure that you're consistently laddering up your wealth over your lifespan, and we always know what you have to plan your retirement. So that's a very different paradigm than we would be looking at in the bank system. The next one is um, an important one from the point of view of legacy. And the reason for that is any trust uh, that we establish can have an attached beneficiary to it. And so what it means is that we bypass probate when we transfer that wealth to our spouse or our children or charities. And so you eliminate all the workload associated with probating or transferring the wealth through the legal system to your loved ones. And so at Macmillan, our experience is that if your estate is assigned through trust, 
not through the bank system, that you'll generally see your estate transfer to your family in about 30 days. So it's very quick and it's very efficient and it eliminates all the workload. In addition, the subsidiary benefit to all of this is your estate is privatized. And so because it's privatized, it is lawsuit protected during your lifespan, but it's also lawsuit protected when you transfer it to your loved ones. So it means if you ever have any kind of litigation, uh, you're never going to be jeopardizing your retirement, which is so important today because we are becoming a more litigious society. But also, if you are going to be transferring your estate to your loved ones through this design, nobody can challenge it. And so we call it the harmony equation in an estate plan because if your children can't challenge your wishes, or your beneficiaries, if you've added additional people beyond your children, um, and nobody can contest your estate, then usually harmony is actually created because it's only when you leave Pandora's box open to be challenged that we actually have challenges. And so this is a very finite way to expedite the wealth transfer of your legacy, but also keep harmony in your family, which is, to us at Macmillan, the first priority in every estate is harmony. At the very least, this is something people need to take a look at to go in uh, either virtually or in person to have a consultation with uh, one or more of the team members at McMillan Estate Planning. Sherry, what other recommendations can you share with us today that you think families should be considering right now? Well, the next area that I think really should be contemplated is for all our business owners in the community. And that is because there's a real opportunity right now before we have full recovery. Most of us have weathered some downturn in the valuation of our businesses. And so it's an opportunity to set the lower value of the business value today inside our estate before it recovers. And what you do by setting it, it's called an estate freeze, is the fact that you basically pick a point in time like today at the lowest value so that when you pass on, you know, two, three decades into the future, that value, although it will recover and increase, you won't owe estate tax on it. And that becomes exceptionally valuable to a business's succession. And so we're suggesting to any business owner to really seriously contemplate estate planning this calendar year before recovery occurs. And we're all hopeful that we do come into recovery as, you know, the COVID situation is sorted and as things return to whatever our new normal will be. So it is really the silver lining is to seize the day in that regard. And then the second component to business planning right now is to certainly take advantage of the maximum tax range and allow 25% of your business value to grow tax-free because that can make a dramatic difference on the success of your business into the future. Now, these are fairly sophisticated, sort of, if I could use that term, uh, options for a lot of families, but there are some more basic things that pretty well anybody can do, right? I mean, um, first of all, I think people need to have wills, and, and now that that's not necessarily the estate planning, but it should be part of the estate plan, right? And then there are living wills and uh, uh, powers of attorney, personal directive, those kinds of things. Am I on the right track, Sherry? You certainly are, Wayne. And I think all of us need these particular fundamentals in our estate design because, you know, specifically right now with COVID in the community, um, a lot of us aren't passing 
instantly, and we're only just becoming ill for a period of time. So if you needed somebody to be your steward and speak on your behalf while you're not well, then what we want you to have in good order is your documents called the living wills. And so sometimes we call these um, personal directives and powers of attorney, and every province has a different name for them. But basically, in effect, what you're doing is you're appointing somebody to be your steward in two main areas. The first area is in your health care. So basically, they would, you know, coordinate with your physicians to make sure you're receiving the care you desire. And secondarily, somebody would take care of your financial picture while you're incapacitated. Now, interestingly enough, even with COVID out on the table, most of us are living very long. And for those of us that live past the age of 75, 70% of us actually will lose some measure of our capacity. And so these documents are actually necessary for all of us. And so we actually consider them a cornerstone of every good estate plan. And ultimately, depending on how affluent you are, you may choose to use a will. Um, and again, if your net worth that million plus, you may use a trust as an alternative. But, you know, as a fundamental, we need one or the other. And so we're seeing a lot of families, you know, give a lot of thought to making sure these particular Fundamental documentations are in good order, and you need them in every particular province or jurisdiction or state that you actually own assets. So that confuses people because they say, well, I'm an Alberta resident or I'm in a B.C. resident. That's fine, but if you own assets in other jurisdictions, you're also going to need documentation to cover those assets in those jurisdictions as well. I can just see the stack of documents piling up for uh, every state or, or every country that people have investments in. That, that pile just kept, keeps getting higher and higher and higher. Uh, and, and that's why it's important to, to have uh, folks like, uh, like yourself, Sherry, and your team members at Macmillan Estate Planning. The Macmillan team, by the way, uh, for all of you who are listening, will be hosting some virtual seminars coming up on Wednesday, February 10th at 6.30 p.m., and again on Wednesday, February 24th at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about these very things, estate or life planning. To register for these informative seminars, simply contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours, or you can visit the website for more information. It's macmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll continue in a moment on Talk to the Experts.